many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? Welcome to season two of the show. This is, this is pretty amazing. How you living? Really ask yourself that question. How are you living? Whatever season you're going through in life, whatever season you're listening to this in, hope it's going well. I hope you're able to point to some things that are going on in your life that are going good. When someone asks you the question, how are you living? And you know, I'm sure for most of us out there, there's, there's things that are going good. It's all a matter of perspective. And if things aren't going good right now, you may just be in one of those phases, one of those, one of those waves that we ride in life, like the Hermetic Principles talks about. But be patient, stay grounded, stay connected, and you'll make it through the storm. Your time will come. Season one of the show just came to a close last week. The one-year anniversary of the show was last week. And that really gave me a chance to look back on what the last year has brought to my life and to your life and to the podcast. And, you know, what did we learn about? What did we talk about on the show? How did we grow? Where have we been? Where are we going? It's such an important question to ask when we're trying to figure out what trajectory we are taking in life. And I have to say, it's been an interesting year, to say the least, with with everything that's going on. Um, it's an interesting chapter to this this new book of life that I'm creating actively. And, you know, I'm writing this section of the book from here on forward. And I really have to say... I, there wasn't a lot of planning going into the last chapter of the book. It's amazing because I talk about that that analogy all the time. Whenever I go on another show, um, they ask me, you know, what are the what's the, one of the most important groundbreaking concepts? What's one of the biggest things that you can tell people? And I always use that analogy of the book of life and how we were a character in the book, and we were just kind of living day to day before we really consciously awaken to how we can actively create our lives. And when we look back on that story of what the character has gone through, it's such an important thing because you self-reflect. You see all the stuff that you did on default before you really woke up that you have more power in your life than just what the current takes you and bounces you off the rocks. And then when you when you awaken to that fact, you kind of realize like, well, what else is there that I don't know about the way my life's going to plan out? And then you realize that you're the, the author of the book. You start actively writing the story and you can change it 180. You can do whatever you want to do. And it's crazy because even once you awaken to that, I think that you you still actively go through life on default and you kind of see what comes up. And from there you work with it and you kind of actively create, but I, I still think there's a level of stepping into your actual real creative power that I know I haven't even stepped into fully. 
And I think one of the biggest reasons for that is you just have to sit and quiet down and block out all of the distractions that happen in our lives. I mean, like right now, it's political season. And with me kind of getting a little bit more in the world of politics, um, obviously, this is a huge thing that that boils up and distracts me. And I try to stay out of it because I don't follow either side of the of the whole political spectrum, the polarity of either side. And I still find myself falling into the trap. I find myself getting tugged in different directions. So what if I step back and I actually took more of an active role in guiding my life into the exact direction that I wanted to go in? Because it's changed so drastically over the last few years, and it's just been kind of little little corrective turns here and there as the river's taking me downstream. What if I what if I put a jet engine on that boat and start firing it in the direction I want to go? Um, and I think that's that applies not just to me; it applies to everybody. I think when you when you grow through this process, like we talked about so many times in season one, you start to really awaken to a lot of these different things, and you start to realize. What are your dreams? Do you have a dream? When's the last time you had a dream? And if you have a dream, what is it? And why aren't you moving on it? And when you start to answer all those questions, it just starts to peel back the layers of the onion. And I think that was a huge part of what season one, what a big theme of season one is. I really did find myself talking about a lot of the similar things. It was a lot of the stuff that was boiling up for me. It seemed to be a lot of what was boiling up for a lot of people that I talked to, listeners, people that I life coach, um, you name it. It just seemed to be a common theme of like, what can I do to grasp my life? What can I do to, to get more control of it? So that's why I really talked about it so much. And another thing I talked about a lot was your perception. Obviously, when you change the way that you look at your life, when you change the way that you view it, instead of being the character, you change into the author your perspective changes, therefore your actions all change because it's under a different lens. And there's that famous saying that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And, and Wayne Dyer really made that phrase famous in the last 20 years or so, um, but he actually didn't get that from, uh, and if you don't know who Wayne Dyer is, uh, great author, great motivational speaker. He's written a, a bunch of different books. Uh, Wishes Fulfilled was one of the best ones. And um, he passed away, I think, about five years ago. Amazing man. You can go on YouTube and look up so many of the different things that he said and talked about. Um, wonderful stuff. And he got that phrase, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. He actually got that from Max Planck. And I just realized that recently. Max Planck was a, a theoretical physicist, a German theoretical physicist. And he inspired Mr. Dyer and, you know, Mr. Dyer took the, the saying and used it a lot. So a lot of people attribute it to him and it was actually to Max Planck. And if that name sounds familiar, Planck is the Planck length when they look down at the smallest scale of quantum physics, that, that small minute measurement of a length is what they actually, they named that length after him. So there's a little bit of a cool connection right there between those two worlds of philosophy and um, cutting-edge science. And that's another thing I talked about in season one at length was the Planck length. Um, and it gets amazing because down at that scale, everything was vibration. And when you look at that, it's uh, it, when, you, when you actually talk about the size, if you haven't heard about me talk about it before, the size of the Planck length is compared um, when you compare the, the Planck length to a grain of clay, it's actually the size difference between the two 
that in scale is the same as a, the grain of clay compared to the size of the observable universe, the cosmos. So when you think about the size difference between those two things, it's just astounding. You know, and to further recap on season one, we dove into a little bit of, of physics. Uh, physics really fascinates me, but sometimes you can talk about it and it makes people go cross-eyed. And I'm trying to break it down in a few different ways that helps people understand the the real, I don't know, I wouldn't call it magic, but there is some magic behind the concepts that constantly come out and the things we never realize about how our physical reality actually works. Because through so many years, we've been focused on the huge things, the the large scale of general relativity and the things that Einstein and company kind of came up with over the past, you know, 100 years. And those things are easy to see. They're huge. It takes long time, long, long time scales to measure those things. And they move in very predictable ways. You can predict the, the orbits of certain things and you can predict the, the trajectory of comets and stars and, you know, how long certain planets take to go around the sun, all that kind of stuff. But when you go to the smaller side of the scale, which has been the the bigger level of study lately, and it's been at least one of my biggest focus levels. I used to be fascinated with the cosmos as a kid. I was kind of an, uh, a kid who was, I'd pick up the um, uh, some of the thickest books with some of the coolest pictures of the, the cosmos and read about these things. But now I'm more fascinated on the small side of the scale. Be, be, the reason why is because things aren't predictable there. They get extremely complicated and unpredictable. And we talked about that a lot in season one. Um, one of the one of the coolest things was about the photons of light that will behave differently depending on what the observer determines they want to see how the 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 experiment is set up and that's crazy like shouldn't the experiment every time you set it up have the same result well it doesn't um you know weird things happen down at those small scales like you know the the micro and the macro the micro is the small side the macro is the big side and when you look at things, they they compare to each other. You know, like the way the shape of a hurricane is is the same as when you pull the drain out of your tub and the water goes down, which is also the same shape as a galaxy. And the shape of our solar system with the sun in the middle is the same as the structure of an atom. But when you look down at that atomic scale, things get really kind of unpredictable, creepy, and unexplainable. And uh, little things like when you heat up an atom, it's electrons, like say, you know, you can represent maybe an electron orbiting around this atom, like the, 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 the set distance, like an earth, the earth orbits around our sun at a set distance. When the atom gets heated up, that electron will jump in orbit instantly. It won't just gradually move. It will literally flash from one position to the next. It would be like earth jumping out to where Saturn is in an instant. And obviously the earth doesn't do that if the sun gets hotter. So how do electrons do it? How do the how do the things like that happen at such a small scale? Don't shouldn't physics kind of model itself no matter what the size scale is? So it makes you start to think what other things are possible? What other things can just jump and change? And how much do we really know about our physical reality? It's kind of an amazing prospect. The way that we've thought about the way reality works is completely shifting. You know, all the classic physics things that we had with, with Isaac Newton and the Newtonian physics models, and um, it's really not the complete story about how things work. And we're finding out that all these ancient concepts that go along with some of this stuff, and the things that we've been saying that are woo-woo, and some of these people in the New Age circles that we've looked at these things and thumbed down our noses on, may actually have more weight to them when we look at them from a very sophisticated, cutting-edge science perspective. 
there are a lot of people who are talking about stories that they they attract things with their thoughts and they've transformed their lives into something amazing just by changing their beliefs. And when you look at what are beliefs, you know, beliefs are our thought process. Well, our thoughts are measured, uh, you know, brain waves are measured in waves. And our, our brain waves are measured on a spectrum, you know, alpha, delta. You'll also see that down at the Planck length, down at that scale, everything's vibration as well. So if our thoughts are vibration and some of the smallest fundamental particles in the universe emerge from a vibration, how do those things relate to each other? And could some of these woo-woo concepts of people attracting things with their minds, the whole law of attraction stuff, could that all could that all actually be connected? Is it just whimsical things that attract people to seminars and sell books? Or is there some actual truth to it? And that's what inspired me to do the podcast. That was a huge theme in season one because if those things are true, imagine the power that you have that you've never actually discovered in your life. And when you start to wake up to it and you start to see things come to you when you embrace it, it starts to build the momentum. And we talked about that a ton. And I feel like the secrets of belief was a huge general theme. And, and you know, I want to continue getting into more of the secrets of belief. You know, we talked about the whole concepts and what builds the foundation. But let's talk more about the actual secrets of belief that we, we touched on in season one. And we'll dive into that a lot in season two. We're going to take it into a little bit more of the quantum physics side to, to actually hammer home some of the philosophy and mix it more with the science side, more of the quantum physics side. And the power that your brain might actually have that you can mold your life based on your thoughts. And your brain is so malleable as well. You can change your thought process. A lot of your hardwired subconscious beliefs can all be rewired. And if you think about how you've created your life on those subconscious beliefs up until the point you realize that you can change all that stuff. What happens when you change it all and you align it with more of the things that you actually want? Can you imagine what you'd actually be able to attract in your life? Because you've attracted so much. I can't say you've attracted everything in your life based on your subconscious beliefs because there are some unfortunate circumstances and, and, and very fortunate ones that come to us just by sort of chance and luck. And, um, but I also, on a certain point, don't believe in chance and luck to a, to a huge extent. I do believe that circumstances can stumble across us. Um, but the universe works in, in crazy, weird ways. And I really do believe a lot of the stuff we encounter and experience are all things that we somehow, some way brought to ourselves through subconscious beliefs. So just imagine if you can rewire that subconscious beliefs to guide that ship in the direction you want to go. And we'll talk about that a lot more coming up in the weeks to come. What's hard about that, though, is the accountability for the things that do come up in our lives, those hardships especially. We have that power in our own hands. And, you know, a lot of the time we can we can blame fate for certain things, just blind bad luck or good luck or whatever it is. But there's a lot of times I bet if you dig deep, you can look down and see that you were somehow at fault or you were a contri huge contributing factor to what came up in your life. We can't just blame fate or God or some external source for all that stuff all the time. And I think that's a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow, especially a lot of people who haven't done the inner work because that means they have to accept the fact that they were responsible for the stuff that showed up. 
And definitely 2020 is a really tough uh, exception to that rule. There's people who are losing their businesses, losing their lives, I mean, to, to, to the virus and stuff like that. But people are having their lives turned upside down. Kids not in school, um, you know, tons of stress. Did you bring that on yourself? Absolutely not. The circumstances of this crazy world, whatever, whatever truths are really out there, those weren't within your control by all means. And that's a perfect example of um, the things that we don't actually bring into our lives. But how you respond to it is. And you can't blame yourself if you're not killing it and crushing it through this time period. But you could be. You, there's there's people who have made adaptations and have really done a lot of great things. But there's also a lot of people who really can't help it. You sink everything into your life. Your, like say you had a restaurant and you spent your whole life savings on it. And now it's crashing. That's... That's nothing you can really respond to. Some people were able to survive by making adaptations so they can do takeout and all that kind of stuff. But other people, they just didn't have that ability. And that's really not fair to put that on people and say that's all on you. But on the flip side, there's a lot of people who are making those adaptations and they're learning things and they're doing things that are changing their life in profound ways and making those changes. And it just, it all depends on the perspective and the trajectory that you decide to take. What I've come to realize, even through some of the toughest times, is that the universe that created the perfect order of everything, that keeps planets in orbit, that keeps uh, whatever wacky things that go on on the smaller scales, that power, that, that, that entity, that thing, whatever you want to call it, that creative force that created the perfect order of how everything works in this universe knows way better than you and puts you in the certain places at certain times that can teach you some of the best things that you need to experience. And some of the hardest things that we experience were some of the most life-changing and, and life-altering but profound pieces of knowledge that help us out. You know, on that subject, I'm, I'm very firmly convinced that we come into this life from some other plane of existence. I have a real hard time believing that we are just some biological ball of energy that we we are here on this planet for 70, 80, 90 years or whatever we're lucky enough to live for. And then when it ends, it ends and we just turn to a ball of dust. It, that doesn't make sense in physics. Einstein even coined the concept that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transferred. So that means the energy that animates this body right now had to come from somewhere and it has to go somewhere afterwards. And even when you study the modern day physics of this concept, you'll realize it's absolutely true. I mean, when you look at the ways that we create energy in our modern world, we really don't create energy. We just transfer the energy of something into something else. So when you think of like how a hydroelectric plant works, we're not really creating energy. We're taking the gravitational energy of, of the downward pull of water running downhill and we're turning turbines. You know, even when you burn wood, you're taking the energy of the sun that grew a plant and you're creating a chemical process to create heat. Um, even with nuclear energy, you're taking the, the, the instability of a radioactive isotope and creating steam with it by putting it in water. You know, So all those things that we, quote, create energy with, they're, they're not. You're just transferring energy from one form to another. And when you think about how much energy there is in the human thought process, in the human body, in the human soul, all that energy has to come from somewhere. And I believe that energy has existed before we came in this physical incarnation, and it's going to exist somewhere else after we're gone. And we've all asked that question for so many eons. What is the meaning of life? I mean, like, 
what is everything you're going to get out of life? I feel like that's what the meaning is. You have to ask that question. The meaning of life is everything you're going to put into it. The meaning is everything you're going to infer out of it. And by that, I mean every experience you go through. That's what your meaning of life is. If your life is miserable and you're learning nothing from it and it's like you just have a miserable time, that is is what you've turned your meaning of life into. I've shifted my meaning of life several ways, but I think the overall arching theme of what the meaning of life should be for all of us is to constantly learn, to evolve ourselves, to realize so many of the huge truths that are out there in the world for us, whether that's discovering all the really horrible, corrupt things that are happening in our world, the puppet masters that pull the strings that a lot of people aren't even aware to, to a lot of the, because to be honest, a lot of those circles have suppressed a lot of this knowledge for so long. And that's why it's awesome that some of the stuff's coming out now. But the, the rabbit hole leads to very, very tough to swallow places. But when you also realize that all those life experiences, all those things that you start to learn about yourself, you learn about life, you learn about the way the world works. It's basically almost like a snowball rolling downhill, gaining mass, it's gaining energy and it's gaining knowledge. And I feel like that is the meaning of your actual physical incarnation in this life. The meaning of a human life is to gain as much experience and perspective and knowledge as you possibly can and go through the most life experience that you can in this life. So what did you come here to learn? What sort of common themes seem to keep popping up in your life? I mean, I immediately think of people who maybe magnetize the wrong type of relationships. They, they, they seem to magnetize the wrong types of people all the time, but it always seems to be the same type of person. What lesson are you trying to learn? What sort of thing is that maybe teaching you about yourself and the strength that you need to have or not having the dependence on a certain type of people or being stronger for yourself? What sort of thing keeps on recurring for you that keeps on coming back so you learn that lesson because that I think is the reason why you're here I think it's the reason why we're all here and once you learn that lesson I feel like you can you can move on from it but the perfect order of the universe that creates everything in its in its perfect operating system the same universe that creates the perfect geometric patterns in a snowflake and guides you know, our planet to have the perfect balance of the seasons and stuff so life can thrive also creates certain circumstances in your life for specific reasons. And many of those reasons are very hard to realize at the time that you're going through it. When you're in the midst of chaos or in the midst of a lesson, it's very hard to see it. And often that clarity comes years later. I've managed to see the clarity of one of my toughest years in 2017. And it took I want to say a good solid two years before I was actually able to see why the hell I went through such a difficult time and what lesson it taught me. But once I was able to look at it, it was like, boom, wow. It's amazing to look at that perspective later on. But in the time that you're going through it, especially when you first start off on this stuff, it's nearly impossible. And if you try, it's going to drive you nuts. If you sit there and you're like, why am I going through this stuff? Why am I going through these difficulties? You really can't. You have to sit and just weather the storm. And then afterwards, you can pick up the pieces. But a lot of the time, the reason why you're going through a certain lesson that you're going through is because of what your, your underlying program, your subconscious mind, your subconscious beliefs have had you go through. Whether it's your higher self that 
that is an underlying thing, whatever you want to call it, but whatever it is, magnetize that lesson to you. And I feel like we keep learning those lessons until we've passed the class and we're able to move on because we've experienced it, we've learned from it, we've recognized it, and we can move on. And again, going back to that concept of the character in the book, when you look at the story of that character and you're able to look at it from the perspective of the author, you'll maybe realize what that recurring story has been for you. I think it's a huge, important part of the process. You know, it kind of reminds me of somebody that that I know um, that no matter where they go, no matter where they work or certain events they go to, or even with some of their friends and family, they constantly magnetize conflict to themselves. No matter what job they're in, no matter how good the pay is, no matter how good the schedule is, no matter what it is, they're never happy. I mean, let's be honest, how many of us are ever really happy in any job? Unless you're fortunate enough to be living your your dream job. Um, and even, even some people that I know who've talked about living their dream job, people who've, who've dreamed of playing in the NFL for so long, they get in there and they're playing a game and getting paid millions of dollars to play a game. It seems like it would be a dream. But they play for cutthroat organizations. They play for very hard to deal with egotistical coaches. A whole te- a team made up of uh, wannabe superstars. You know, I've heard of so many stories of once they got in there, it's like, wow, this isn't what I expected. How many actors say that in Hollywood? You know, they they dream of getting there their whole lives, and then they get to Hollywood and realize how really twisted that entire life can actually be. Um, so even your dream job can have its downfalls. But I mean, back to this person who who I know, they. They never seem to be happy no matter how much money they're making, no matter how good their hours are, no matter what. It's always a miserable circumstance. And that theme also recurs for the relationships they make as well. So what's the common theme that that person needs to realize? Is it really the job or is it really their ability to adapt and just try to find the positive perspective in whatever situation they're in? I mean, my personal circumstance, my personal opinion is that those circumstances that they're living through is just a lesson in come what may, try to enjoy whatever's there, look at the positive perspective because you're going to see what you focus on. And that's another common theme that we talked about a lot in season one. But if you don't, the same old common themes are going to continue to pop up for you over and over. So again, to wrap up that sort of section of season one, we tend to just bring up and magnetize those circumstances back to us and they'll keep on coming back. Um, especially if we're on that cruise control and we just don't consciously guide the direction of our life. I mean, the evidence is there. If you look at your life, I'm sure you can see that you've brought on a lot of things that have happened, good or bad, and the underlying things that led up to those things that happened. If you change the pattern of the things you do, if you change the affirmations that you make in your life, no matter what it is, if you look at yourself, you're not happy, you can say that I'm I'm getting better every day. I'm going to look better every day. If it's your mental health, you're going to say, I may not be happy at the moment, but today I'm going to be happier than I was yesterday, and tomorrow I'm going to be happier than I am today. And if you at least say that to yourself and you affirm those things over and over, that's the script you're building for yourself, and those will turn into subconscious thought patterns. You say it enough, you're going to believe it, and next thing you know, your life has shifted. Belief is key. So just in kind of going on through season one, like I said, there has been a lot of a similar sort of process of some of the episodes. You know, we dive into a little bit of consciousness. We go into a little bit of a uh, quantum physics type stuff. Going to be shifting into a little bit more expert-based type of programming. 
Um, I've got quite a few great guests already on tap, some that are that are getting done in the next few weeks so we can build a backlog of episodes. Um, great people to come on. Instead of just hearing me talk all the time, we'll get into a lot more conversations. Um, and, and you know, one thing to say about the podcast, most of you know who've listened, um, know that this was just a project that I, I just wanted to say that I could do it. Someone kind of almost dared me to do it. A mentor kind of said like, oh, you should give it a shot and, you know, see, see where it goes. You should start a podcast. And I did it just because it terrified me. And this has all spun out of it. And I really didn't think a year ago that I'd be still sitting here a year from now with all the listeners that we have, the the, the 60 whatever countries we're up to now, um, over 10,000 downloads within the first year. Never thought any of that was going to be possible. And because of that, I'm able to look back on some of the mistakes I feel like I've made during season one. There's a lot of talk that I do about my own journey because I, I find it exciting to look at where I've come from. And I do it from a perspective of trying to tell people, you don't even know the guy that I was five, six, seven years ago. And the complete transformation that I see that I've made when I look back on that book of the, the, the book of my life and that character it excites me because I know that no matter where you're at, you could end up in such a better place, a more powerful place where you're more in control of your emotions, that anxiety and depression and all those heavy, heavy things that I went through, they were deep. I went through some of the worst of it. I mean, a, a, a guy like me to, to wake up in the morning after two hours of sleep from being up all night with anxiety and just being a nervous wreck. Um, I know a lot of people live their life that way and it's so unfulfilling and I am excited because I know that I got myself to a better place without going through intensive like um, mental health uh, evaluations, and which I definitely don't thumb down my nose on. Um, they have their place. And I did go through some. I went through some, some professional help, um, and I did it for the most part without medications. And I did it for the most part in such a, a healthy, organic way, but it took a long time, just like physical fitness does. I mean, you can you can pump steroids and do all sorts of stuff and look really great, but is it good for you in the long run? Um, but sometimes you need a boost. And really, I feel like going through the experience, listening to stuff like this can help get you in that better perspective in such a short turnaround, in such a quick amount of time. And that's what excites me. And I made a lot of the mistakes in, episode, in uh, season one where I'd be talking with people and I'd go over the same stuff all the time about my transformation process. And I know that in season two, I'm going to do that a lot less. I'm actually doing it right now in this episode. Um, but moving on in my evolution as a podcast host, bringing in a different type of programming for season two is what I'm very excited about. I've learned through the through the the experience of of a year's worth of doing episodes, this will be episode forty nine. So in forty nine episodes, I feel like I've started to get the path. I've started to catch my stride. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to bringing a, a much more professional, streamlined level of of a podcast show to everybody and uh, continue to evolve everything with the show. Um, whether that's the the type of guests we're bringing on, the type of subjects we cover. Um, maybe talking a lot less myself when I have a visitor on uh, a guest on the show. Um, but it's all, it's all a growing process. That's what life is all about. Living life, living this life is just that you're constantly growing from the day you're born until the day you leave this physical incarnation and being patient with that and living through it is, is amazing. And some of the guests that we have that we have coming on immediately are, are speaking to that, that concept 
Um, you know, I have one person who she evolved her life. Um, she had gone into college, you know, sort of the, the family pressure of you need to go to college, you need to get a job. And that's the way life is. And she got there and she could have started climbing the corporate ladder. Didn't like it. Her story's amazing. She packed up. She moved across the country, eventually ended up in Hawaii and has done all sorts of cool high vibe stuff ever since then. Um, so she's in one of our first few episodes of the season. Um, I've got another person coming on who is a brainwave expert, and he's going to talk about some of the different types of brainwaves that we have and the different brain states that we have between dream state and highly creative states and um, highly productive states and how our brain naturally goes to those places depending on sort of our focus and, and what we're doing and where we're going. But we can get ourselves to that state in a very deliberate way and a very quick matter, uh, quick way, in a matter of fact. And that's what he's coming on to talk about, about certain audio tunes that he can actually, his company creates these these audio tunes called hemisyncs or binaural beats and it will actually get your brain into those states so i'm excited for that episode but um we have so many people coming on i mean another one that i have lined up as well as a uh, is a tedx speaker who she came on and talked had this amazing 15 minute presentation on lucid dreaming and how you sleep through about a third of your life and during those sleep periods you can actually get your brain to a state that will allow you to control your dreams, physically control your dream. You can actually control what happens in your dreams. And a lot of people can do that already, but I, I know that um, I haven't ever reached that state. But a lot of people can, and she has made a huge part of her life study about just that subject. So she'll be coming on to talk about that, and her concept's amazing, saying that basically if you have to sleep through a third of your life, why sleep through your dreams as well? And I know that Nikola Tesla was rumored to have done that same exact thing that he was able to create some of his inventions in his sleep during his dreams. So if you think about the power of that, where you can not have to physically tinker and toy and weld and, and you know have to do all this kind of physical labor to create an invention. If you could just sort of build it in your dream, make the mistakes, wipe the slate clean and start right over with just non-physical matter and create it in your dream state like you could in the real life, but in fractions of the time and in that time of your life where you don't usually create anything, you're just sleeping. The concept of lucid dreaming fascinates me, so I'm super pumped to have her come on. So that's just a sneak peek. I mean, I've got a bunch of others that are lined up as well, but season two is gonna be kicked off with a bang. I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited to bring more to the show. And we'll also be wrapping up The Power of Now uh, with a with a, with a book discussion. And actually, we'll be starting a new book. It's actually a book series. There's three different books. It's going to be brought to you by Golden Flower Star Books. And they've partnered with Live This Life. And we'll be bringing to you a book series called The Secrets of the Universe. And the series actually three short books. Uh, the first one's called Introduction to Manifest Your Desires. The second one is How to Change Your Mindset. And the third one is The Key to Manifest. And since these are shorter books, we'll be doing the complete series all in um, in one sort of uh, pass-through. You know, with a series, we'll probably read them like once a week or probably like once every 10 days. We'll read uh, probably like half a book at a time. So it'll be a, a fairly short series, but we're going to do the whole series all in one on-air um, series. So it's going to be great. 
Um, and it's a very exciting book to follow the power of now too. I mean, I was looking around to try and figure out what's the next one to sort of bridge into, to segue into. And I feel like the power of now got us to a certain place to discover more about the internal state, where we are. And once we figure out that one, that who we are, where are we, and where are we going, those two first parts of who are we, where are we, who we are is sort of what the first part of the book got us to, and where are we is what the power of now, the power of presence gets us to. Where are we going comes from the states that they talked about in the power of now of that unmanifested. And I feel like that ending point of the unmanifested and what comes from that leads right into this book series of um, The Secrets of the Universe. So super pumped to bring that one. That's going to be awesome. Uh, and I think you're all going to enjoy it a lot. If you tune in for The Power of Now, tune in for what that book series is going to bring. I've already dove into some of the, the content of it, and I'm excited to just jump in and get it all the way through. Um, most of you know I got a super busy life, so I don't actually ever get to sit and read that much. Um, so it's kind of my reading time when I get to bring it to the podcast. It was probably one of my biggest motivations to uh, to read something on the show. But yeah, when we, we get into that book, it talks a lot about the mindset of manifestation. And we start to find our place amongst the universe of how to bring things to us by getting into that, that state of presence. And we get to really start to create the life of our dreams from that standpoint. So before I head out, I want to thank you all once again. I knew that I'd do this every single episode, but really from the bottom of my heart, thank you to every one of you who's been listening along the way, all the new listeners that come on uh, wherever you show up, whenever you show up, uh, everybody who's followed along, everybody who keeps the wind in my sails, sends me great messages, shares things on social media, um, follow along with us on Instagram, Facebook. Also started a YouTube page. You can find it, Live This Life. Um, just starting to post full-length episodes on there. So you can actually listen to the episodes on YouTube. Um, we'll be starting to post some videos when we're actually starting to do some in-person interviews. Um, got a podcast studio being built on the side of my house right now. So um, that's going to be an awesome thing. We'll be able to, it's probably a little bit further down the road, but more video content will be coming on that. And just started a TikTok page. No content is on it at the moment. But if you want to follow along on that one, I'm also going to be putting some short clips on there about our upcoming guests. So check out all those things. But again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I wouldn't still be here on this microphone if it weren't for you, if it weren't for some of the things that you do to support it, um, if it weren't for the things that some of you have done to actually financially support the podcast. Um, you can check the link in the show notes. There's an, an anchor page where you can donate to the show. If the show's meant something to you, um, you could throw a, a buck, five bucks, whatever you want to do. Um, but it's all on there. I, I'm shocked to find that people have done that and uh, you know, eternally grateful. Every penny that's spent is just turned right back into the podcast and putting it out there. Um, social media charges you an arm and a leg. Every post that you put up basically gets restricted unless you boost it. So I take that money. I throw $15 to boost certain uh, guests that come on, certain advertisements, and it goes right back into the show to help it reach more people. So um, you're, you're having a direct effect on how many people's ears this reaches. So thank you for that. Thank you for everything. Um, and thank you for wanting to listen to this kind of stuff and improve your life and live a more fulfilling life in whatever way that means, whether it's striving for physical health, mental health, uh, getting out there and manifest great things for the world and for yourself, whatever it is, congratulations to you and thanks to you and everyone else like you in this community 
who just wants to really live this life to its fullest. Also for season two, we're gonna feature some new music from a few different people, a few new DJs. Uh, but for now, we'll close this episode up with a song from Soul Rising. This one is off of the 2017 album Electric Flow, and this one's called Shine Bright. So here's to making season two shine as bright as possible. Thank you again for coming along for the ride and wanting to make your life shine as bright as possible. Till next time, everybody, keep living. Oh, oh, oh.